Good day, everyone. Thank you for joining another episode of Send It ATV. I am the host, Shane Eastman, and today I have an amazing guest that's going to talk about an even more incredible event that everyone has been working so hard on. Um, so it is the Androscoggin Valley ATV Club, and they are hosting the Androscoggin A Valley ATV Invasion up there, um, and it's going to be an amazing time. And this individual, he's worn many hats within the club, including president, and now he's filling some massive shoes being the coordinator uh, of this event, which is just no small task. So Stephen Clariti, thank you so much for joining our podcast today. Absolutely, Shane. I'm so psyched to be here. Yeah, it's going to be a fun event. It's going to be a big one. I, I can't wait to talk about this further. And just after looking over some of the literature and so forth, this is going to be a great time. So, um, you know, real quick, just give us a quick rundown on dates and times and all that kind of stuff for everybody and for them to consider so they can get up there. Sure. Yeah. The Endoscoggin Valley ATV Invasion is uh, July 30th and 31st, 2021. Around here, we call that Jericho Weekend um, because we normally host our big event, the Jericho ATV Festival, but that got canceled this year by the festival committee. So the club stepped in and decided we want to host a, another event. And uh, so we came up with the invasion. And it's essentially going to be uh, two days of mud pit grudge races, a uh, short drag race, barrel runs, uh, both clover leaf and slalom, um, manufactured demo rides. We're going to have an obstacle course and a kid zone, uh, you know, family friendly fun. Uh, hopefully we'll get some of the, our uh, state department trailers there, like the Bureau of Trails and New Hampshire Fish and Game and the Parks Department. Um, and then there's going to be food and dealers and aftermarket vendors and, um, music into the evening, a UTV rally race, uh, from 4 PM to 8 PM. So we've got a full schedule, uh, you know, packed essentially 8 AM to 8 PM, uh, at this one location at the Jericho gateway family campground. So we got about 15 acres to play with and, and we're going to use every inch of it. For sure. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, yeah, I just, with these events that you got going on, it's going to be, you better come rested because there's so much to do. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be nonstop action. You know, the, uh, the uh, adrenaline activities are just going to be a real draw. This is the most that we've had at one event in this area. So um, to really have the space to play with is, has given us some great ideas and what we really want to want to promote. And uh, there should be something every, every which way you turn your head, there's going to be something going on. And then beyond that are just amazing mountain views in the distance. So mm -hmm. panoramic yeah. views everywhere. Oh, that's fantastic. So what is, what would you say is different, Steve, as far as, uh, um, you know, the Jericho festival versus what you guys are hosting this year? Sure. Yeah. The major difference is going to be location. We just couldn't have the festival up at the Jericho mountain state park this year. Uh, the state wasn't allowing it until later in September. So um, we opted to move to private property for this alternate event. Mm -hmm. And um, another, another thing is different from the festival is we're going to have this event all at one location. So instead of bringing the party downtown in the evening, it's all going to be right here at this event. So at 4 PM, things will kind of switch over from the general activities of the day mm -hmm. to the music and the UTV rally race, which is a big ad for us this year. Uh, UTV rally rush is, uh, is going to put on the, um, the, the big race. And that's going to be, um, 
just spectacular to watch as the racers go by, you know, while the music's going and the food vendors are still vending. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that's going to be a great time. I mean, just there isn't anything there I don't want to see. So I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> Even just the machines showing up like the, the modified machines for the grunge runs in the, in the mud pit. And um, mm-hmm. some of the machines that aren't trail legal uh, to ride that you can trailer right to the event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, call ahead of time and get a pass so that they can ride right up with truck and trailer and unload. And so we're we're looking forward to seeing a lot of modified machines. It should be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so the different activities that you mentioned, how uh, how would one sign up for? Do they need to sign up ahead of time or can they sign up the day of? Yeah, you can sign up day of for all of the events. Um, you know, essentially you just need a proper uh, appropriate clothing, uh, helmet, eye protection, those types of things, and proper footwear in order to do any of the adrenaline races. And then the uh, UTV rally race is the only one that has some really specific uh, safety requirements, uh, like a fire extinguisher. And depending on what class you're in, they got a, a non-turbo class and then everything else. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you may need full harness and, and that type of gear if you're going to run in the, in the higher class. But um, anybody should be able to come in and with the proper equipment, which we've uh, posted already, you know, they can just sign up that day and, and run the races. So wow, that's great. Yeah, yep. it's going to be a site for sure. Yeah. Um, now, I know uh, accommodations can be an issue. What do you have for recommendations as far as that goes? That's a tough one for our area because uh, there's just not a lot of infrastructure and things tend to book up about a year in advance. Um, We're lucky that this event is being hosted by a campground that's under construction right now. So they're going to have a lot of new sites and they're not necessarily booked. uh, The Jericho Gateway Family Campground. Um, Other than that, uh, Berlin has a, a lot of Airbnb, but we really rely on Uh, accommodations outside of our area sometimes up to an hour away in order for people to find places to stay so um, I like to recommend that you contact our local chamber of commerce the Androscoggin Valley Chamber of Commerce in Berlin and they kind of had their have their fingers on the pulse of who has what available and you know uh, whatever your specific accommodation needs are if you need hookups for an RV or you're just looking for a place a tent or you need a bed and a shower so Right. Okay. That's, yeah. that's great advice. Cause, uh, I know personally, um, I booked my place a few months back and it was got the impression it was the last thing close by. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I pray for those that are going to be looking anytime now around this time frame. So we'll see. I know we used to have, uh, we had camp razor from Polaris came here and, uh, in, for two years in a row. And I actually organized a lot of overflow camping for those large events because they drew like almost 10,000 people to the area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I was setting up gravel parking lots essentially for camping. So, um, you know, you can really get creative and find some accommodations if you look around and there's a lot of people that are willing to kind of put their properties out there in support of the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I mean, the community does get so involved in the, that they're supported so well um, and such. So very good. Um, now as far as the, uh, cost for the different events, is it, is that listed somewhere or? Yeah. So, uh, we figured out the, um, the basic ticket to get into the event and walk the grounds and visit Mm -hmm. the vendors and all that. It's going to be $20 per day. Uh, but we, and we are selling them online at that price. If you come to the gate and you bring a canned good, a non-perishable canned good, 
you can get $5 off of a regular uh, ticketed uh, price ticket. So and that'll help out a local food bank in the area. Or if you're a Berlin, um, New Hampshire resident or a member of the Endoscoggin Valley ATV Club, uh, we'll give you half off of, the, of your ticket at the gate. So, okay. um, so there's a couple of incentives there to kind of save, but uh, we are going to offer the tickets online. We're not limiting the number of tickets, so anybody should be able to come. Right. Well, that being said, I'm a big advocate of signing up for clubs, even if you just want to support them financially for the trails that you're riding. So it really makes it a no brainer to become a member of the club just so you get the half off because then it's almost paid for itself. That's really it. Plus you in New Hampshire, if you register, um, if you're registering your machines and you belong to a club, you can save $30 off for your year registration for every machine that you register. So joining a club and supporting the trails that you ride, that's really key. The clubs need that money so we can match our grants and, and fund the trail system. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, if you're riding the trails, spend the investment to, you know, help support it because the money goes really quick. Yeah. Uh, the so, most I've belonged to is five clubs, but the Androscoggin Valley ATV Club is my primary club, my home base. So, right, yeah. uh, I, I can absolutely see why, and just um, everything you guys do, and the stories I've uh, heard, and the videos I've already seen. So, uh, we'll see what happens this year. It's going to be uh, absolutely amazing. Um, tell me one of your uh, best like ATV stories that like, makes you one that you might make you think about that makes you laugh today or shake your head and yep. uh, you get extra points if it was yourself. Yeah, we used to run an event. Uh, so the Jericho ATV Festival, we used to run with our local chamber of commerce among other community partners, but uh, we created this event called wreck the dress. And it was essentially if uh, somebody had gone through a divorce and they wanted to just run through the mud and, and destroy their dress, then uh, they could ride through. Unfortunately, insurance put a kibosh to that one just because of long flowing dress on a, you know, a mechanical working machine. But um, it was awesome to watch, you know, people go through wearing the dress. And um, <laughs> that was always fun. And then the other one that always gets me is when uh, people expect that they're going to just plow right through the, the mud pit like they're running through water. And, um, you know, we have a good mud recipe and it does bog you down. So some people come in with a great big machine and they just go right in oh. and it's not, it's not so thick. You can't make it, but you get to work at it, you know? So yeah. uh, I love those moments when people realize that they're in just a little bit over their head. So, yeah. Yep. And that's going to happen this year too. You know, it. So yep, for sure. <laughs> come ready to watch it. Uh, very cool. Um, so as the popularity you know, since COVID and all that has really kicked off. And um, how, how is, do you see any concerns with more and more people joining this sport? What is the one piece of advice you would give them? We've seen just a, a, a huge increase uh, really since like 2011, 2013. Um, you know, the number of riders just keeps going up. And this last year with COVID, you know, it probably jumped over 10,000 registrations in New Hampshire. Just incredible. Manufacturers don't have enough, uh, you know, machines out there to sell. They can't sell them quick enough. And, um, you know, as, as the, 
you get a lot of new riders on the trails. We just want to make sure that they're being safe. They're educated about how to ride. New Hampshire is unique from, you know, other states um, in the way that we ride, especially along roadways. We prefer you ride as a motor vehicle instead of on the shoulder of the road. So that's uh, one that if you're new to the area, not every road is open, but the roads that are open, you want to just pretend you're a regular car or truck. Everybody knows how an automobile needs to behave. Um, And then, uh, you know, in New Hampshire, we really need more law enforcement on the trails. And that's, uh, that's something we've been working towards for years, just to make sure that uh, everybody's being safe, they're riding the proper property, Uh, over 80% of our trail systems on private property. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we want to make sure that we're really looking out for landowners. Um, But primarily making sure safety is is the number one concern and people understand how to ride in the area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Because uh, it's uh, it takes one person, you know, with five seconds of a misjudgment to ruin a route for everyone else. And it's just yeah. really unfortunate. It's fun to drift the corners, but make sure you're on one of our awesome one way trails. Like my favorite trail in the park is called Holt's Revenge. If you haven't tried it, it's like a roller coaster ride with these sharp hairpin turns. Um, it's probably the best ride in the park. So the yeah. Jericho Mountain State Park. Yep. Yeah, I'll definitely be hitting that uh, that weekend if I can break away from everything else, <laughs> for sure. Um, what's uh, for you personally? What is on your bucket list of uh, places to ride or that you've always heard about that you'd want to go check out yourself? I'm really interested in heading out west at some point. Um, mm-hmm. Last summer, I took a vacation with my family. We went to Yellowstone and, and we just hit like everything we could across the northern part of the U.S. and then right back down across the southern part. And uh, we were just blown away with the Black Hills. And we did see some machines out there riding. And uh, that just looked like an awesome place to get out and explore. So, yeah, I'd say the Black Hills would be would be it. Yeah, certainly. Absolutely. Yeah, just some beautiful countryside for sure. Um, and then going back to the event, cause I mean, this is what it's all about. I can't wait for that weekend to come um, there for your music. Do you have a list of who's going to be there? Or... Yeah, we're still nailing down the music venue. So we've really only been planning this for about a month now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a lot of time. And luckily this isn't our first rodeo, but um uh, trying to line up all of the different venues that we need to make sure are in place to host the event is uh, going a little slower than we anticipated. So we do have uh, a whole bunch of subcommittees and people working on all the different aspects of the event. And right. uh, one person's he's sitting there, he's listening to music all the time and people are emailing him and, and saying, Hey, check me out, check me out. So, um, so we're still looking for uh, for a music venue. Yeah. yeah outstanding well it'll be uh i'm sure you guys will pull together because it's like with the amount of input he's getting i'm sure they're going to be top notch so right yeah i can imagine i can imagine so um what are uh what are some last things that people can do to uh maybe help out with the event yeah so if anybody wants to volunteer or in particular if you want to volunteer as an organization that's awesome like we love to spread it around especially to other clubs um, in, in local clubs that know the riding area are preferred, but certainly anybody that wants to participate can, you know, we still have things like, uh, a parking crew and traffic control, um, you know, grounds, um, set up and tear down. So the more volunteers that we have, the better, and you could contact me directly, you know, through the club's, uh, email info at avatvclub.org. And, um, 
you know, I'll put you in our volunteer list. Um, some jobs are, are paying jobs. So we'll make a donation to your club. If you were to take on, for instance, like parking or the gates or, you know, uh, a specific task that we no longer have to worry about. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to bring something to the event and activity, take on something, um, like running the mud pit or the barrel races or something like that, which some of those we have covered already, but, um, you know, we're happy to essentially split proceeds with your organizations. If somebody, you know, wh whoever pays to run the mud pit, that all goes into a pot. Some of it's used for prize money and mm -hmm. some of it is split between the organizations that's, that's running it and uh, my club as the host club. So, sure. um, yeah, so anybody can contact me, whether they're on behalf of their organization or as an individual, and uh, I'd be happy to put them on the list. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, that would be awesome. Like every, every little bit, even just one person makes such a huge difference when they come with the right attitude and, you know, just put in like a four or five hour shift on one of the days and then they can just enjoy the event, you know? So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's a great time to get front row seats on great events and, yep. you know, help a great cause out and so forth. So many hands make light work and, you know, for a big event like this, it needs a lot of hands. Yeah. We're talking 40 to 50 people minimum, um, to both days really to pull it off. And that's a big ask if somebody's going to work both days all day, you know, for those events. So, mm -hmm. um, so really we need, you know, 150 to 250 people to rotate people through, make sure everybody's got, you know, lunches and waters and, you know, breaks or works a shorter right. shift. So, mm -hmm. yep, many hands Absolutely. make light work. Okay. Uh, any final thoughts you want to make sure we get out there before uh, we sign off today? Yeah. Um, you know, really for us, it's about our community and it's uh, a whole community um, involvement. So, you know, when you come to the area, Berlin is very OHRV friendly. So, you know, just treat us with the same respect that we treat you and uh, come and enjoy the event. And if you have any issues, you have questions, reach out to the club, either through Facebook and Messenger, or you can reach me directly uh, through the club's website and uh, in Facebook page, um, email address rather. Mm -hmm. And uh, in my phone numbers out there, if anybody needs to contact me, um, you know, and we'll, we'll get you situated, give you as much information as you need for sure. I could talk for hours and hours about OHR being in the area and I often do. So. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's uh, one of those things where we just need to come with a great attitude, like you said, have fun and, uh, you know, help um, mitigate any problems you might see and, you know, try to be the solution and not the problem for sure. Yeah. And people don't realize beyond Jericho, right. Beyond Berlin, we're part of a thousand mile um, OHRV trail system called Ride the Wilds. So, I mean, you can ride for a week without hitting the same trail through all the different communities in Coas County. So it's uh, it's quite an adventure. And a lot of people will come, they'll get the, the half day, um, or sorry, the half price 10 day registration and ride around for a bit. And then they realize that there's so much more that they didn't even get to touch and they got to come back and they buy that year registration, you know? So, um, yeah. So once you, once you come to this area, you're really going to see uh, the benefits of what we have in other uh, recreation too, you know, the mm -hmm. kayaking, the fishing, the hiking, you know, it's all right here. It is a beautiful area you have there. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, well, Stephen, thank you so much for your time today. I know how busy you are and how much you have going on. So I appreciate you taking the time to agree to be here today and, you know, share the word. And um, yeah, if there's anything we can do to let us know. 
Well, it was awesome, Shane. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, you're very welcome.